0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. dot com slash forever thirty five to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns. Quince.com slash forever thirty-five.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to Forever35. I'm Dory. And I'm Kate. And we're on a little break right now. And we're rerunning some old episodes. And the episode we are rerunning today is with Latanya Yvette.
1: Oh my goodness author, blogger, stylist, person of wisdom. Her book, Woman of Color, is amazing. I believe it had just come out when we spoke with her. This was such an inspiring episode.
2: Yeah, I I really like talking to her. And, you know, I believe we had recorded this before I had Henry, but it came out right after I'd had Henry. So it's just interesting to kind of because she, you know, she blogs a lot about being a mom. So it's just really interesting to kind of like revisit that.
1: Isn't it weird how time passes and things happen? It's so crazy. Time does pass. (laughs) Not to get too deep in this
2: intro. No, I know. I'm with you. So anyway, here's the episode. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Hello, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves.
1: I am Dory Shafriar. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are not experts. We are just two friends who like to talk aloot about serums. Are you from Canada? I don't know why it came out that way. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Canadian programming. You have? I mean, they don't say aloot, but they say a boot. They do say a boot. Well, my children, it, I've been watching Shit's Creek, as mm-hmm. we all know, and I will not talk too much Indeed. about it today, but my children are obsessed with a show on PBS Kids called The Odd Squad, and that's Canadian. Oh, that sounds good. Odd Squad's really fun. I was watching it with them this weekend. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, you know, the, the whole family is just getting in on our programming from <laughs> our neighbors to the north.
2: Our government subsidized programming from our neighbors <laughs> to the north. We thank you, Canada. Yes, thanks, Canada. Um, so, actually, speaking of programming, mm-hmm. we wanted to talk today about some of the stuff we've been into pop culture wise lately.
1: Yeah, the serums on our television, if you will. Sure. Does that make, kind of make sense, right? Yeah. Our mental serums. Yes, our psychological our serums. entertainment serums. Mm, keep going. You just know, keep making terrible <laughs> comparisons that don't work. <sighs> yeah, which is which we we've, we've each compiled a short list of kind have. of what we're consuming in popular culture right now. Yeah. And they overlap a wee bit, but for the most part not really. Yeah. There's one overlap. We're our own people. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> After doing this podcast for a long time, we still managed to have separate interests. So weird. Tell me about your book pick. Okay. Let's just jump right in. Let's just do it. So the book I picked
2: is called The World According to Fanny Davis. And it is the story, it is the true story of a woman named Fanny Davis, who in the 60s, 70s, and 80s in Detroit was, um, she ran a numbers game. And a numbers game is like an underground lottery um, that especially in the black community was a way for people to, when, for example, when there's a lot of housing discrimination and other, other things that were not open to black people numbers was a way of making some money and also then starting other having other economic opportunities. Um, It is by a woman named Bridget Davis. And it's fascinating. It's like both about her mom's life, but also about Detroit and race and the way the economy changed and housing discrimination. And it's just, it's really interesting. I'm really into it.
1: Very cool. Where did you first hear about
2: it? Okay. It's funny you ask. I heard an interview with the author on the Criminal podcast. Oh, interesting. Mm Mm-hmm and i was like that's fascinating and yeah and the book is great so
1: i highly recommend it i am listening to a book okay that probably everyone has already read i have not read it well then i'm going to give you some a hot tip here great do the audiobook okay because the book i am currently well let me let me say this i finished my seven part series <laughs> About uh, the book about the fairies fighting to save the world. Oh, did you have some uh, sadness? No. By the time by book seven, I was like, I need to exit this world. <laughs> book six was like my favorite, and then book seven, I was like, Oh gosh, I get it. Yeah, I just want to wrap it up. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Okay, just, it's a lot, and I did it a lot in a short period you of did. time. But when she comes out with book eight, you're going to read it. Well, she has a new adult series that's coming out in 2020, <laughs> I think, oh. so uh, or maybe later this year. Anywho. I have had my copy of Becoming by Michelle Obama Mm-mm. sitting on my bedside table since the day it came out. Okay. And every day I look at it and I'm like, mm, hi, Michelle. She looks so <laughs> warm and, and lovely and inviting on the cover. And I pick it up and at I, night and I read like two pages and then I like ultimately fall asleep. And that is because audiobook has kind of taken over for me because mm. I do it... You know, I I will listen when I walk the dog, when I'm driving, when I'm doing dishes and making lunches at night, when I'm walking around picking up the house. Like, I have to multitask with my entertainment. So, I finally was like, I really wanted to commit to reading the actual book of Becoming. It's not happening. It's moving at a snail's pace. Yeah. I'm going to use the one Audible credit that was lurking in my little Audible account. Uh And I bought the audiobook of Becoming. And it is Amazing and of course it is because Michelle Obama is reading her own book and telling her own story and it's just So I it just is so moving and compelling and wonderful and I I love it I love like putting her her into my earbuds every night. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, and I'm and I'm now moving through it really quickly I I just some I, I want so badly to commit to reading but truly where I'm at in life right now I need to supplement with audio. Kate you met yourself where you are I did and it's I'm better for it because yeah. I truly think listening to the audiobook version is like possibly even more more entertaining than reading. I don't I don't know, just hearing Miss Mich- Mich- Michelle read it herself is so satisfying. So there you go. If you haven't read Becoming yet, try the audiobook.
2: I'm down. I I have never successfully listened to an entire audiobook.
1: Well, your life is about to change. Yeah and you it might is. find that audiobooks become something you rely on. Totally. I'd I'm o- to Look, I'm open to it. I can't wait. Anyway, it's great. It's so good. <laughs> Moving on.
2: Moving on. So, I also wanted to talk about a podcast that I've been into. Um, it is a true crime podcast. Um, but it's not the it's not exactly the same as like some of these true crime podcasts that are it's not sensationalistic. It's not gory? Um no, it's not really so far it hasn't really been gory. And it is also from our neighbors to the north. Wow. It is a CBC podcast. <laughs> I mean Look, shout out. <laughs> are making shout some out to Canadia. <laughs> um, it is called Uncover. They're now in season three. And this season they are looking at a serial killer who was targeting gay men in Toronto. You may have heard about this. I think I've heard about that case. Yes. So it's, I mean, it's very tragic and sad, but the podcast is, I think really well done and sensitive and not,
1: like I said, not sensationalistic. So have you listened to the other two seasons as well?
2: I have not. The first one was about Nexium, the cult. Oh, I listened to the, to that. Oh, okay. it was great. Yeah. So I haven't listened okay, to it. Really I downloaded good. it and then I like never listened to Got it. Got it. And then I forget what the second season was. Oh, they're already on a third season. I know they're moving very quickly. Wow. <laughs> Those Canadians. Again,
1: we really admire you. <laughs> Their
2: work ethic. It's really. <sighs> um, and then I also wanted to shout out a, an episode of a podcast. Podcast, which is, the, it's the startup podcast, and it's called Alex Talks to a Tragedy Expert. And the host of the show talks to a guy who figures out the settlements for families whose family members have died in horrible situations, such oh, as
1: 9-11. God. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. What an intense job. It's super
2: job. intense. Um, the guy is fascinating. And yeah, at one point towards the end, Alex says, like, what do you enjoy about the job? And he says, nothing. I don't enjoy the job.
1: Why does Why does he do it?
2: I think because he does get, like, gratification from the job. Um, but it's not something he enjoys right right um so check out that episode i the startup podcast is great they some of their seasons i think have been better than others but this episode is, is really really well done
1: holy moly that Mm -hmm. sounds fascinating yeah i don't i've never listened to startup oh you should okay yeah i will when i'm done with becoming i'll listen to that episode what about you what else is what else is on your plate these days okay i have a new your pop culture plate (laughs) well (laughs) uh i have a new app that i've been using oh really you may have seen me experiment it within the forever 35 stories it's called Mm clip-o-matic and it provides captioning on your stories. So they're more accessible and it's really great. Now the first time I used it, it garbled everything i said and didn't get it right but mm. then what i have been told by a lot of people who use it is that it begins to learn
2: it gets used to your voice yes
1: and it is int- essentially intuitive and so i just was using it again recently and it got everything right
2: whoa yeah i've been enjoying
1: your clip captions i think well alexandria ocasio-ortez is is the first person i kind of had followed who was really yeah. consistent about using captions and i believe i don't know if that's the same app that she uses on her instagram i think it might be um but i think it's really great and i'm I believe I paid for it I'm trying to recall I believe I paid A small amount for it Um, I'll go back and double check I'm going to download it Yeah, it's really It's definitely really useful Um, Cool And it's very easy to use You record in the app And then it just saves it And then you just pop it Into your stories Oh,
2: smart
1: Yeah, I really like it And so people are Whenever I use it I get a lot of asks About where it comes from Because Instagram As far as I know Does not have those Capabilities yet Like you could write Your own Caption, but this also updates as you're talking. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's really great. So that's my new app tip. Into it. You know what? I Today, I'm a tech journalist. <laughs> well, I also have an app tip. Oh, yes. Share this one. So This is good. This
2: kind of goes under movies, but um, I recently posted on Instagram, I could not believe that Netflix has no Katherine Hepburn movies. Not a single one? Not a single one. It <sighs> was like, if you... Like you might try these other movies, and it was like the most random list of movies like you've ever seen that have nothing to do with Catherine. Yeah, that have nothing to do with Catherine Hepburn or each other. They have very few classic movies on Netflix. They don't even have. You can't even like search a category of classic movies. Um, and the other day I was just really I was like jonesing for a classic movie. And so I posted this on Instagram and a couple people, including our mutual friend, Danielle. Hello, Danielle. Um, we're like, have you tried the Canopy app? And I said, no, I don't even know what it is. And they told me about it. And so I downloaded it and it connects to your library card. So you can you can rent, quote unquote, um, for free up to 10 movies a month. That's a ton for three days. You can rent each movie for three days,
1: and they have such good movies. Yes, Kate. So, is it connecting specifically to the LA Public Library, or is yes. it library? Are kind of a more universal? I,
2: well, you. I think your library has to participate in it. I see, but then I think once you're in, I believe it is a universal catalog, and you
1: had to enter like your ID number my, from the library. Yes, okay.
2: exactly. Um, cool. but. I mean, especially I think if you're into classic movies or sort of like art scene, art, high art movies, <laughs> independent movies, they have a lot of stuff. I was really
1: impressed with their catalog. So I had never heard of this and we were texting about it. And then the, yesterday I went into our Apple TV and was scrolling around and uh, and we have it. My husband must have put it on. Yeah. And they have, Um, they also have great kids programming.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So we have a, there. we have a smart TV that's a it's like an Android TV okay so I was able to just go into the Google Play what did you
1: watch app store well sorry to interrupt I really, is <laughs> we never found out what Katherine Hepburn movie you chose I didn't end up watching Catherine
2: all that Hepburn movie I watched um, I watched like half an hour of a 1931 movie called I believe it's called the front page a classic journalism movie. Um, yes. It's about Hildy Johnson. Um, it it, it was a little hard to Follow mm-hmm. okay, And like took a long time To really get going and It was a lot of like very fast Banter back and forth I had to like put on the subtitles Like in that kind of like 1930s way Yeah, like, yeah. exactly Um, And to be honest I got a little bored And so I stopped watching it But I was impressed that they had it That's great That I could watch it
1: um, well, Also what a great option for affordable entertainment totally totally especially in a world where we're now getting disney plus i mean and all these other freaking apps
2: i know i mean it's just like we're soon soon people are gonna be like can't we just bundle all of these and then it's, it's like we're back to cable i know i was thinking <laughs> that. we're gonna be paying like
1: out the wazoo for all these different apps
2: yes yeah. it's crazy it is crazy so um so yeah so canopy app so what is this movie
1: that you 're into i don 't even know it it 's a really cool um Japanese animated movie called Mary and the witch 's flower mm. my eight year old turned me onto it um because we had a little family movie night situation cute but it's the it 's an animated movie I would enjoy on my own okay it 's beautifully shot. I loved the story. The pacing is more di- di- like it's more, I don't want to say soothing, but I find animated movies to be cut, so- they're edited so quickly. It mm. often feels jarring. And this was act- was just like it gave you time to kind of understand what was happening, like take in the surrounding. The pacing was just really fantastic. I, lo- I loved it. Great. And the story was incredible. Maybe I'll check it out. It was really fun. It's on Netflix. It's dubbed in uh, English. I think... Um, Kate Winslet actually oh. does one of the voices. Yeah. Okay. So it's um it's dubbed over on Netflix. I think it came out like in 2017, 2018. Cool. Highly recommend. Great. I will say one caveat. My younger child, if you do watch it with children, my six year old was scared. Okay. But she made it through. But my older daughter loved it. I would watch it on my own without kids. Okay. Fantastic. I there's a bunch of stuff I'm consuming on Netflix right now. Can we move into the TV section? Oh no. You Can we move into the TV section yeah, no, of this Let's do it. Chat. Sure. So, have you watched Dairy Girls? No. I think you would love it. Really?
2: Okay. I
1: don't I mean, you say that like you don't think you will. I,
2: like I watched the trailer uh-huh. and I was like, I feel like this is a thing I should love. The trailer didn't grab me okay but i've heard so many people be into it that i i think i should give it a shot
1: i've just started it because i needed something after schitt's creek yeah and it's really entertaining me i love it okay
2: i'm gonna check it out
1: um but then the on the opposite spectrum of things also on netflix i've started a show called black summer i don't know this show oh boy okay bear with me on this okay do you have a fake thing, like a pretend thing that you're actually really scared of? Like, for me, it's zombies. Oh. Like, hmm. I think about zombies and I get scared even though I know they're not real. Oh. Do you have anything like that? I don't that? think I have a thing like that.
2: Well,
1: I had to stop watching Talking Dead. Okay. because Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking Dead I could watch yeah, the whole time <laughs> uh, because it scared me so much. Mm-hmm. But I also like love this idea. Like I love dystopian. Like the world is ending and the every the country's in a panic and zombies yeah. are winning kind of content. So thanks to this new show, Black Summer, I'm now back on a zombie kick. And it's a sh- it's a zombie show about people trying like the zombies have, have infested America. People are trying to deal with it. And it's terrifying. And I had to watch it in the morning.
2: I will definitely not okay be I didn't this.
1: i I, I don't, don't like scary stuff. I'm not normally drawn to scary stuff either, and I was actually eating while I was watching it, okay. and I was so scared i my like my heart was racing so much I stopped being hungry oh my God. which was bonk <laughs> like that's not my life, right. so it is really scary, but if you like a kind of like nail bitery, you know I don't think it's i don't I don't know if it's gonna like win awards, but it's definitely sure. kind of a satisfying scare show,
2: okay. I believe it
1: just came out very recently. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're also watching Killing Eve. Well, yes. The next season of Killing Eve has just come out. Yes. I mean, if you haven't watched Killing Eve, it is gory. There's a lot of. So I
2: actually never finished the first season because I loved the show, but it was so much. It's a lot. But then I read the book. And did you enjoy that? The book is not that good. They really, like, they really made something amazing out of some sort of meh source material fascinating yeah yeah because i like i did that with game of thrones i read all the books Mm -hmm. even though the show was just like too intense i I had to stop the show too yeah um so i was like okay maybe i'll read the book and the the show actually diverges quite a bit from the book so it was interesting did you read the whole series well there's only one they're coming out with another one. Wait,
1: there's only one Game of Thrones? Oh, no, sorry. Oh. I thought you meant
2: Killing Eve. Oh, no, no, no. Um, there's five.
1: Okay. And you yeah. read them all? I've read them all. Interesting. Yeah. Well, So that's where I'm at. But, you know, I am still watching. I am re-watching Schitt's Creek. <laughs> like, I just restarted it. Okay.
2: Um, well, I have recommended this show before, but I just want to re-up better things. I need to watch it. And remind everyone that you should really be watching this show. It's on FX... It's in the FX app. Um, The first two seasons are also on Hulu. So just, you know, just, just
1: watch it. Okay.
2: Okay. Just do me that favor. Turn off the zombies and watch. Thank you. Better things. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I've been and you know, other than that, I'm still I'm still slogging through Call the Midwife. <laughs> There's like <laughs> eight seasons or something. <laughs> a, I like how we have our old
1: standbys. Totally.
2: Well it's like, okay, if I if I like either don't know what to watch or I just need something sort of comforting, I'll just turn on Call the Midwife. Mm-hmm. Um and I was also thinking on my maternity leave,
1: I might rewatch the OC. Oh, that sounds amazing. Doesn't that sound like a great idea? Well, I've never watched The O.C. What? Haven't we talked about this? We I've never mentioned this one before. Oh, my God. We might have
2: to do a mini podcast of of us watching The O.C. together. Oh, that
1: would literally be very fun.
2: Wouldn't that be fun?
1: Yes. Let's do it. Okay. All I mean, right. let's at least do the pilot and yeah. see where it takes us. Totally. I've never watched oh it. Oh, my God. I can't believe you never watched it, especially because I know you watch Laguna Beach. I know. It's a, very, it's a very on-brand show for me. I love Laguna Beach. Kate, the OC. I mean, there's an episode of Laguna Beach where they are all gathered at a friend's house and watch the OC. It's... It is... So good. I really hope it
2: holds up on the second watching. Do you know where you... You know, 15
1: years later or whatever. <laughs> Do you know where you can watch it? Like, where is it available for downloading? It's on Hulu. I'll be over the second the baby's born to record <laughs> our new podcast. What should we call it? The Dosi, Like Dory, but Dosi. Mm, no, we'll work on a pun. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Who are the characters we root for? Um... Misha Barton's person, yeah. Then the blonde guy. <laughs> no, well, Ryan. Ryan. Um.
2: Oh my God, Olivia. I, Olivia Wilde. Blanking on everyone's name. Seth Cohen. Right, that hot brown-haired guy who's yes. married to Leighton Meester now. And Summer. Um, is
1: uh, Rachel Bilson. Oh, Rachel Bilson's on this show. Rachel Bilson, who
2: I think actually looks a lot like Leighton Meester. Yes. So it's confusing. It's all full circle. Now, we both put down the same person for music. Yes. But I I posted it with a caveat. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Music that I feel too old for, but enjoy anyway. You're never
1: too old. You're never too old. I guess
2: not. But well, we both put down, Billie Eilish.
1: Who is... A cool teen. A very cool teen. From Los Angeles. From Los
2: Angeles. I mean, she is 17 years old. She's got a fantastic voice. And her music is amazing. Uh Uh-huh. And I was just like... She dresses like like a fun Muppet. What can I say? I like her stuff. Um, And then the other band that I also feel way too old for, but also enjoy is BTS. They're adorable. They're so cute. And they dance. Yeah, they're fun to watch. You know what? Like, I have to say, I know you love One Direction. I do. But
1: like... They don't dance that's like part of the reason why you love them though not me well okay I, okay look, you're an old school you need an nk I, otb yes move. i
2: mean if you're gonna be a boy band i expect you to to dance do some synchronized dance moves okay and i
1: don't think that's too much to ask It's part of the charm was like harry styles falling on stage a lot i think anyway didn't do it for me well okay i'm but glad BTS, you have bts they really do it for how me. how many members are there in bts seven, seven. or eight But who else are you into right now? Okay, let's talk about music I feel too old for. I don't, but I feel like I'm way behind everybody else on getting on this bandwagon. Mm. I have finally buckled myself in to the Ariana Grande bandwagon. I resisted for a long time. And then I liked every song I was hearing on the radio. Mm -hmm. And then I started listening to the Thank You Next album. Mm And then I started playing the song Ghostin' on repeat, which drove my family nuts. And then I discovered that she recently released this song Monopoly. Mm -hmm. Have you heard it? No, I haven't heard it. I've played it approximately 1,700 times. (laughs) And I will tell you, it has swear words in it, like a lot. And I wanted to listen to it so bad with my kids in the car that I would just shout over the swear words so they would maybe not hear them. Oh, even though like I don't try to hide language from my kids, I still was like, okay. I think am I allowed to listen to this song? It's great. She released it with her best friend, who's a songwriter. It's just a fucking bop. Great. So, Monopoly by Ariana Grande. It's just a single that came out. Can't wait to hear. it And then also just the whole Thank You next album is yes. A delight, and I also want to go see Ariana Grande in concert. I'm just gonna lay that all oh, out there, yeah. I'm her fans are intense. I'm ready to become one. Okay, you're gonna have to get some cat ears. You know that's fine. I can <laughs> find those at Eclairs. I just like I have fully. I'm like fully now a huge Ariana Grande stand. I like what she has put out into the world. Also, just about her life experiences. Oh, she doesn't take shit. She bought her friend, best friends, engagement rings from Tiffany's, and then wrote a song about it you just she's just great i'm excited for this new chapter in your life do you like any of her songs i do okay yeah just I making do. sure mm-hmm. i'm not i don't think we need to buy each other tiffany rings but no probably not. i don't think also we can afford to buy each other <laughs> tiffany rings that too <laughs> all right oh, well. we're gonna take a short Whew. break <music> You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer.
1: It's happening so fast.
2: It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's... At vacations. I mean, it, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology, that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing my, every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let
1: me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say, like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. That's such a good way of putting it.
2: The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back.
1: You see also, how it like, could be.
2: Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst.
1: perfect white cotton t-shirt from quince Mm. but it was a little chilly out so i threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that i feel like keep me looking i'm gonna toot my own horn effortlessly chic Our guest today is Latanya Yvette. Latanya, welcome to Forever 35. Thank you for having me. We're thrilled you're here. I'm holding your beautiful book in my hands. Um, So before we talk all about it, let's give you a little introduction for our audience. LaTanya is a stylist and lifestyle blogger, and her eponymous blog covers motherhood, style, and beauty. She just released her first book, Woman of Color, where she shares stories of her experience growing up as a young woman of color in Brooklyn. And she currently lives in Brooklyn with her two children, River and Oak. Before we talk more about your book, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about how you got started as a writer and stylist and blogger and about your your website that then led to this beautiful book?
0: Yeah. So I, you know, it's funny, like I spent a lot of my, my mom was a writer, so I spent a lot of my childhood actually um, like writing in journals, like all the time. That was, like, something I did. I didn't really talk much, but I wrote a lot. And to the point that, like, I would always, like, have, like, notebooks of curved paper and like I still have a lump on my middle finger from the you know pressing on the number two pencil too hard um (laughs) yeah like you know the bump from like yeah I still have like a callus yeah yeah callus yeah I still have it's like not as like you know big as it used to be but it definitely is still there um so I spent a lot of my childhood just like writing stories and um just wanting to be a writer. And I mean, that kind of went, that kind of took me into college and I was in college writing and literature, but I was also freelancing as a stylist and had a newborn baby. And um, I ended up dropping out of college after like magazines started dropping. Like it was like 2011 and there was just magazines kind of like, were you know, going out of business and it, I just didn't know why I was still in college for writing and literature if there was no job on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, it was so clear because I had a young child. And so not knowing if there's a job on the other side and being a young, we had, you know, a young child, but also we were a young family. Um, I was 21 at the time. It just felt like it wasn't the right decision for me. Um, And the blog came about, you know, from me kind of having a, like this position as a stylist, but also having this, um, relationship to writing, but also this relationship to being a new mother. And then, you know, the neighborhood that I lived in, it was Bushwick and it was Bushwick, Brooklyn, and it was beautiful and amazing. But again, there were a lot of older, um, mostly white mothers who were, you know, 15, 20 years older than me. Mm. And um, I was really disconnected from um, what my experience of motherhood but also creativity should be, right? Because, like, I loved my daughter and, I, like, I loved being able to be with her because both of our careers, my ex and my careers, allowed for me to be with her. We were like, both freelance and take turns. We were still broke, by the way, but <laughs> well, we, you could hang out with. Your we kid. figured, yeah, we you know I got to hang out with my kid, but there were no women who looked like me, and there were no mothers who kind of were like, ah, happened to get pregnant, you know. And I didn't plan on this, but I love this, but also like I kind of want to figure out what I'm doing with work, and so the blog kind of came out of that, and it's been now. Uh, I think she, River was one and a half, and now she's eight and a half now. Um, so it's been a while, and it's changed so much over the last few years um, because obviously so much has happened. But it's it's weird because it's been mostly all, you know, it's been all of my 20s. I'm 29. I'll be 30 this, in, this July. So, um, you know, the blog kind of came out of an experience, like just trying to connect with other mothers, Like myself, but also at the same time, and this is what I said to someone recently, it was because I needed a a space that um, kind of combined all these worlds that, that, that all felt sort of, you know, disjointed or not, you know, they just weren't sort of molding together and the blog was able to provide that for me. And what was the, and then a the book came. Yeah, and then, <laughs> after and a few then, years, <laughs> and here's a new baby. This book, Did yeah. You, and you've been a
1: huge advocate for therapy and caring for your oh mental gosh, health, yes. and you you talk about yeah. it in the book. So how is has ther- yeah. therapy changed your life and kind of become part of your self care routine?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. So you know, and that's part of like me when I talk about like you know people who act like me, look like me, or whatever is because. Uh, You know, I grew up where like we didn't go to therapy, right? Like, therapy, who's that? Like, we don't do that. You know what I mean? And so for me, going to therapy was about like really addressing things in my childhood and young adulthood that like I needed to address. And because I had such a small gap in, you know, Being a teenager or whatever, and then being a mother, everything kind of combined and was super overwhelming at times, but also wonderful. But um, therapy is just, it's just a place where I can truly like ground myself, but also talk to someone, which sounds so simple, but like, I'm the kind of person who I bury a lot of stuff. And so it forces me to not bury things. And so for me, it allows me also to have, um, to keep up communication with my kids, which it's funny to sort of see, that like, if I'm talking to someone, right, then I can then have room to talk to my children. And that's really, and communication is such a huge part of my parenting. It's why I feel comfortable, you know, putting the book out or whatever it was, because we communicate. We have such a strong um, relationship when it comes to communication. And, um, but that only is, you know, part of it because... I go to therapy and I talk. Um, And for someone like me, and this goes for anyone, if you have so many... Things happen in life, you know, or, um, a, like a past or like baby loss or another baby or a marriage or, you know, whatever it is that happens. And you don't get to talk about those things and share that with someone truthfully, like without judgment and really get some feedback or just, if it's just literally to go in an office and just lay it out, um, it can. I feel like it, there's more harm in that. Like if you just don't do it, and so you know, therapy is just it allows me to truly live. It allows me to create. It allows me to be the mother that I am. You know, and um, it allows me to also make room for other women, which is really important to me as well. I love
1: um, like just your talk about fashion throughout the yeah. book and finding freedom yeah. in fashion, especially as a kid. I love. Yeah. I just loved hearing all your experiences from childhood. Um. And then you give these like wonderful outfit examples, which I was very yeah. excited oh, yeah. about. Yeah. A lot of fashion inspo in this yes. book. And, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. that fashion, you know, not just specifically for new mothers or women, but like mm-hmm. it can be hard to find joy in fashion. Um, and 100%. I'm, how do you mm-hmm. kind of suggest a person who doesn't have a stylist background, who maybe experiences yeah. fashion, you know, as a layperson, how can they begin to kind of like tap into what brings them joy when getting dressed?
0: I think, like, at anything, it's a time thing, you know. I feel like w- I often hear pe- women, you know, saying they don't enjoy it, but it's because they don't spend time with it, you know. And so, not that we have a bunch of time to sort of <laughs> shell out, but um, one of the things I like doing is, I and I like to tell other women to do, is like, you know, you put your kids to sleep or your baby to sleep. And you know you're gonna have to wake up at 6 a.m and make breakfast and then go to an appointment but like if you look at your closet and you take out your clothes and you assess what you have there's more room for you to have a relationship with what you're wearing right instead of waking up and putting it just something on um so i think it starts with like having a re- like sort of a relationship to what you're wearing you know and 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 also assessing, like, why you're wearing what you're wearing. Like, some people like to be minimalist, and they have a relationship to why they are minimalist, and I and I completely respect that. And, and so, like, if you're not a minimalist, but you have clothes, but you're just not um, developing a relationship with what you're wearing every day, you know, um, not every day, but most days, then... That's something to that's something to do. And not that we have a lot of time, but I think it's worth it because I do think there is a level of joy and freedom when you love the way that you dress most days, um, especially when you have so much going on.
1: Yeah, that's I, I find it very difficult but I was inspired. But I was very inspired by, especially <laughs> the red vintage pants that you have. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: It's, Didn't they, co- well, they cost? cost like five dollars or something. They cost like five dollars. Yeah. yeah the, 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 uh, it was like a flea market. And you know, with that stuff too, like in that, like I'm wearing a white t-shirt, right? And like sneaker or like sneakers, I think. And it's like everything in a denim jacket. It's like everything that I'm wearing actually took no real thought but like I just like you know it didn't take any real not thought but like effort right it didn't push me too far it was actually super easy to pull together and it was you know composed of like a basic white shirt and a denim jacket and, and sneakers but I have a pair of red pants that are really inexpensive but like I spent I usually when I wear my red pants like I'll spend you know I'll look at the weather and the night before I'm like okay well I need to do this tomorrow and the weather is like this and so I actually want to spend time and, like I want to feel good while I'm kind of running around you know and to me Wearing a bright, you know, pair of red pants in Brooklyn, like makes me feel good. And like that could be a black dress for some or, you know, a yellow dress for someone else. But those are red pants or red skirt for me, you know. And so I really I really think it's important to, like, just take a little bit time to, like, sort of have a tiny bit of a relationship with your stuff.
1: I don't have that at all. That I'm thinking about that. Like I encourage my kids to plan their outfits tonight the before, but I don't think yeah. I ever plan my. You outfits. don't plan yourself. No, I do what you just said. Like just wander into the closet like ten minutes before I have to leave and try to figure it out. It's like <laughs>
0: That's really good it, advice. It really changes your like relationship to what you're wearing. It's kind of you know like I think about like my kids who have so so much confidence in their clothes, right? And like my son loves this like mini Rodini like snake track jacket and he wears it every single day but he will take it out and like I'm wearing this jacket and like he feels so confident wearing that yeah (laughs) it's really ridiculous because he's so in love with it but like he feels like himself you know and and I think we kind of sometimes it's easy to lose that when you include work and children and bills and you know bad days and with health or whatever it is that we're going through. But I think you then realize that, like, if it's this easy to include a bit of joy and, and, and self-confidence in my every day, a lot of those things that you kind of go through in one day, you know, I don't know. It just feels a little bit easier. I mean, I guess it's kind of like people who... It's probably different, but it may be like people who like work out every morning for like 20 minutes or whatever. It's like, it's just developing a relationship with it. Um, but I'm not one of those people who work out every morning for 20 minutes. <laughs> 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 I'm not entirely sure if it's the same thing.
1: <laughs> who knows what that's like? Yeah. we're not either. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older, and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. Which is bull on my <sighs> neck and chest. I wanted to ask you about your you wrote, you have these really great kind of like five rules or kind of five list things throughout the book, this beautiful thread throughout the book. And one of them is for continuing to heal from loss. And we get a lot of listeners who either write in or call in and they're dealing with, you know, there's a lot of loss and grief when it comes to actual death or especially loss of loss of relationships, friendships, marriages. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to hear just kind of what your experiences have been and how you've learn to handle grief in your own life.
0: Yeah. I mean, I say in the book that like, you know, a a huge part of, not a huge part, but a lot of my childhood and young adulthood has been full of grief and, um, you know, losing people. Um, And it's really, it's hard when it becomes sort of a part of your life. And that's where therapy comes in. You know, you're like, oh, wait it actually isn't sort of super normal to be afraid that you're going to get a phone call that someone has passed away, you know? And, and part of that is from dealing with it as at, at a pretty young age and kind of having it happen again and, and again. And so I, I think it's really important for people to acknowledge it. Like as amount of times I speak to women who have had, I had like a late term, um, Loss between my two children, and I've talked to other women about stuff like this, and the the amount of times that women like don't think it's okay to grieve or to be present in the loss, whatever it is, is so common. We just think we got to get up, continue on, keep on going, and um, I definitely think that there's a time and a place for that, you know. But I think it's really important to 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 try to allow yourself whatever, you know, whatever is happening with you emotionally and, and, and really experience what that loss and what, um you know, the grieving process. And I don't know. I think that we're told to just get up and get over things too often. <laughs> and it's kind of impossible. It's impossible, you know, because these things carry, you know, they're with us. They shape who we are. I, I know that, like, one of the biggest things for me is I am I have an awareness of how fragile life is, right? And so that awareness is tied into, like, how I treat my children, how I keep my house, how I, you know, build friendships. And, and I think it's, it's also good to turn grief over in some way um, to art or something like that, you know, but at the same time, you need to, like, let yourself be in it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that is something that often gets so overlooked is like, Mm -hmm. we're so focused on moving on, right? Mm -hmm. That we don't allow ourselves to just sit with our grief. Um, Yeah. And that's so important.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the, the best things that my therapist, you know, has said to me is that there, you know, there's, I forget what it was about, but it's just like, it's okay not to be over, like you don't need to be over it. Right. And I was just like, I want to be over it. I want to like get in. It's like, no, you don't have to be, you know, and allowing yourself not to be over something, I think is really important.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh boy.
0: So I think it's really important to like, you know, just let women feel that they can feel and, um, not being normal after something is like totally fine. (laughs) It's totally fine.
1: How has it how has it been for you transitioning with your with your marriage ending? What has that been like for you especially because you are very young? I feel like a lot of times yeah. most of the people who similarly to having a kid young maybe going through relationship changes
2: mm-hmm. might be a
1: bit older as well. Have you found a community yeah. in in that space?
0: Um for me, you know, I am just really honest with friends and I think that developing friendships that you can, like, that are true and um, that can hold that transition is really important. I think a lot of women, we, we, we don't have friendships that can hold that, you know, and I always say hold that because there are certain friends that you tell certain things to, right? And then there is like, or you don't tell things to at all. And so I think it's important to have friends that that can hold that space. And so for me I just realized and I, I saw what friends could hold that part of me. And 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 um that was really important and a really important lesson to learn so early on. It's like, okay, these are those friends and this is what that is. And um and this is why I'm drawn to that person. So I think it's just really important to like to feel out your relationships and to also just have people allow people to show up for you and allow them to hold space for you and hold space for um, that transition or that loss or whatever that that may be for you
1: there's a a part in the introduction of your book where you talk Mm -hmm. about beauty as a form of resistance and survival Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit more because I, I do feel like culturally we're we're told that, you know, focusing on beauty is frivolous, it's meaningless, it's silly. And actually what I feel like you really set out, you really, you know, put forth in your book is that, no, it is a really important part of our survival and and day-to-day existence and finding joy and meaning. And so I, I would love to just get more of your perspective on that.
0: Yeah. And for me, you know, so like, even before that, I talk about like, you know, all of these sort of um, like sort of sad things that happen you know losing my grandmother or um, like abuse or whatever but then I quickly you know and I'm like but it's you know quickly followed up with like a gain which is you know this or that and um, but part of seeing beauty right is actually it's also just um, it's, it's sort of funny because it's not actually tangible it's not like putting on makeup, you know what I mean? And like, oh, I feel beautiful. But it's actually like seeing what's beautiful, even in these trying times or even in this like heartbreaking moment, like, you know, whatever it is, like anytime, like someone like has came to me, like, oh, like I'm, you know, my husband and I are divorcing or separating. I'm like, you have to find what, what is loving about that and hold on to that right and that's really important those are the lessons i want to sort of instill in my children those are the lessons i like that's what i kind of live by and the beauty part is just about finding what's beautiful despite right everything that may seem messy and heartbreaking and you know and heavy and so like 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 you know grieving or loss like that let yourself feel that but also equally like there is so much beauty in allowing that to happen and and you know and so it's it's not so much a tangible like thing like oh these flowers are beautiful or whatever it's like oh you know what I lost my grandmother, but I remember her like, you know, her wallpaper or I took this away or like, I actually now love planting flowers because that was something that she loved to do. And that to me was like sort of the beautiful experience that I, you know, sort of that has like carried with me as an adult. And so um, beauty as a form of resistance and survival is literally just like, just like, um, you know, just... Just using it to live, right? And using and, and, and kind of seeing the beauty in tough situations and, and, and or in, you know, deeply sad situations. And it's not as tangible.
1: I mean, that is beautiful. I know. I was <laughs> going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, I we do want to ask you about your yes. skincare routine because we talk a lot about <laughs> skincare and products on this podcast, and, and you, you go through yeah, it in your book step by step. You yeah. name yeah. every product. It was thank you so much. Yes, it was so satisfying <laughs> to just read like exactly yeah. what you're using. So obviously, you don't have to like name every product that you use because it's all here in your beautiful book but maybe just one one holy grail product or something that you've kind of learned I'm like
0: loving Yeah. yeah any
1: I mean I mean, or we could take an hour and, and go through every
2: problem. Or maybe you something owned. that's that's not in your book. Maybe something you've discovered mm. since writing your book.
0: Yeah. Um, so recently, um, I have been using, which is crazy. And I have two kittens, and so they're just like now licking us all over. <laughs> but I've been using, I've been using almond oil, which oh, is yeah. like it sounds so simple, but like I don't know what has happened. But like I have been so obsessed with using almond oil on my face after like in the morning. And I think it's because it kind of goes into my skin way more than like, like, which like I love, Coconut oil, and I think I maybe like you know I've mentioned it before, but like I I think the almond oil from my skin heads like it kind of gets in there, and then I, it makes me look super refreshed. When I'm like taking the kids to school, and I'm like woohoo, it's the morning, seven a.m. I'm fine. The secret's <laughs> um, the oil. Yeah. The secret. Yeah, I don't, and it's clean, and it's you know I really am super obsessed with it. But I also, I mean, this may be late. I'm like also obsessed with like Fenty bronzer. I think it's called the cinnamon, but it's not cinnamon. It's like, it's cinnamon, but it's spelled a weird way. And I've been using it on my eyelids and also on my cheekbones. And it has been also like that and that. And like, I just look like I just got off like a boat. I'm like, totally joking with people. Like, it just gives me like a little, you just came off of, you know, like an island vibe. Yeah. It's glowy. <laughs> Which is not real. Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna has it so figured out. So that's what out. I've been, you know, loving.
1: Yeah. I, I and just, it's super easy. I'm, I just got a beautiful Fenty... Gloss, lip gloss. It's like fantastic. Ooh. Yeah, I've, it's my products are so good. Okay. Who gave that to you? Kate? You did, Dory. Thank you. My beautiful co-host gave it to me. But I'm I'm excited to get back into shiny lip gloss. I feel like it's
0: starting to come yes, back a little no, it's bit. It's totally back. It's totally black back. It's I like I'm obsessed with it. Like that and like. Just a, a shiny face. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just totally into it. <laughs> it's glowy. It's glowiness. It's yeah. glowy. It's glowy. I'm like, listen, I can, I did not sleep like last night at the hall, but I look like, you know, I just got off the beach and it's exactly. totally fine. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Latanya, this has been such a joy to get to talk to you. Um, your book is Woman of Color. You can get it anywhere and everywhere. But where else can our listeners find you
0: online? So I blog mostly every day except for this week because it's been crazy <laughs> at com, and it's mostly just me <laughs> and I'm also on Instagram LatanyaVette. So great. super Latanya vette <laughs> Very easy. You Very can do easy. It. Thank uh, you, Latanya. <laughs>
1: this has been so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking Thank the time. Thank you for having me. So, how did having patience as you purge go? I'm still purging. Okay. But I am trying to be pretty chill about it.
2: Okay. And just, Which like, is hard.
1: uh it's so hard. I'm so impatient. Yeah, because like once you start, you want it to just be done. Yes, you want to like snap your fingers and have everything transformed. Yes. I also find once I start purging one room or section... I then need the whole house Mm. like reorganized. Yes. So it's I'm just trying to remember it's a what's a marathon, not a sprint, shall we
2: say? Yes. Yes. And it's going well. Well, and, you know, as we mentioned briefly last week, we recorded in your newly purged office.
1: Holy moly Which
2: is looking amazing So, you know, give yourself a little pat on the back Thank Kate. you
1: I donated a ton of books uh, And a, a ton of items And I cleaned up so many cobwebs That's awesome I mean, truly, the place had not been touched in five years Oh, that's so great How about you? How was kind of wrapping things up Before uh, old baby <laughs> baby boy arrives?
2: Um, Good You know, I, as I mentioned, we went to the movies mm-hmm. Which, like, we almost never do So it was, like, fun to do that Good, good Um Went out to dinner, you know, just uh, trying to do a
1: few things. Do a few things as a couple. Yeah. Just the two of you. Exactly. Before the third arrives. What's going on this week? Well, you know, my anger issues kind of seem to be a recurring theme here in the intention zone. So along with like the road rage, I did yell at someone today. I'm trying just to check my like. Angry response to things.
2: It's so funny because I see you as such a calm person. That's right.
1: That's what the, the whole punchline is—that <laughs> I actually have deep-rooted anger issues. Okay, <laughs> boy. So, what's your intention to deal with them? Literally, to take three breaths. That's it. Like just yeah. uh, like stay calm. St- uh, try to have a moment before I react. Yes. So not have the like combustible like blah. Yeah. But just like. Okay. Taking a beat Yes Like whether it's Responding to An idiot driver I should say that In a nicer way But okay I'm working on it Or my children Or an email Or yeah. that You know Anything Just like I'm gonna take a beat Like it doesn't I, I don't have to respond In anger I can I can like move Forward from that emotion yes. Not that my I don't, Not that I don't want to Like not validate anger Right Because um, I think it is A valid emotion But sometimes I think It's what I Might fall back A little bit So but yeah, you're right. That reaction time is tough to. It's kind of bonkers. Yeah. Like it's. A, there's no thinking that goes on yeah, in that reaction I, I, time for me. I'm there with you. Them, I'm right it. there with you. How about you? Your intention this week is a real easy one. <laughs> it just says baby? Question mark, question mark.
2: I mean, you know, we are, as we've said a few times, we're recording stuff um, ahead of time because this baby is coming. And so we we are recording this episode two and a half weeks in advance almost three weeks in advance something like that three weeks in advance yeah so so as i record this as i say these words the baby is not here yes and i should say we don't
1: normally record with that much
2: correct time ahead um but because of the baby we are recording quite far in advance now if the baby's still not here on may 9th something is wrong. So, uh, the baby should be here and ah, I so will crazy. be in full on baby mode. That's my intention. That's it. Your intention
1: is just to have a baby. That's my perfect. I think that's a great to have a baby
2: and keep a baby alive. You're going to do it. <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, on that note, we have a voicemail number. It's 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. You may join our Facebook group at facebook.com
2: slash group slash forever35podcast. And the password is
1: Serums. And of course, if you like the show, we always appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate you telling a friend and appreciate a shout out on social needs. Sorry, that still stops here After all this time (laughs) If we mention any
2: prods (laughs) They're on our website Forever35pod Two can play at this game (laughs) Forever35podcast.com And you can follow us on Instagram At Forever35podcast And on Twitter at Forever35pod
1: Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafriar and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Punio. and Lane Hammer is our assistant. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.